Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people, along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. The show is for grinders, people who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind. Hey there everyone, Colin here. Just wanted to jump on here and let you all know that unfortunately all the five spots for the one hour coaching call have been completely booked. Listen, if you've been listening to the show for a while now, then you know that here at The Daily Grind, we help create breakthroughs. We make the biggest impact in three areas. Where to start, selling your products and services, which is about making money, and business automation, taking yourself out of it and learning to become a boss. Now, a part of that is we make money here at The Daily Grind, okay? We're about making money, and we wanna help you make money too. If you're struggling in one of those three areas, whether that's knowing where to start, making money, or automating your business, and you want help directly from me, I can't give away the hour anymore, but what I'll do is I'll give you 20 minutes of my time. The link is in the description of this podcast. It says, book a call here. Click that link, select a time. I look forward to speaking with you. With us to share his story on the Daily Grind today is the amazing Mark Bowden. Mark Bowden is the keynote speaker for organizations worldwide whose work depends upon winning the hearts and minds of others. Mark entertainingly trains any audience in the most cutting edge techniques to stand out, win trust, and profit every time they speak. His keynote presentation takes everyone on an exciting and humorous journey to understand how, with the right body language, it's often not what you say, but how you say it that gets results. Expert in human behavior and body language, keynote speaker Mark Bowden is the creator of Truthplane, a communication training company and unique mythology for anyone who has to communicate with impact to an audience. Mark's highly entertaining keynote speeches and training seminars teach audiences around the world how to use the most influential verbal and nonverbal language to stand out, win trust, and gain credibility every time they speak. Today on The Daily Grind, Mark shares his amazing story and gives some amazing tips on how you can improve your body language and nonverbal communication to get more wins. So grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, and enjoy today's episode. Mark Bowden, welcome to The Daily Grind. How are you today? I'm very good, Colin. I'm very good. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. Um, what's, uh, what's say new and exciting in your world, Mark? Well, what's, what's really new and exciting is uh, my new book with Tracy Thompson, Truth and Lies, What People Are Really Thinking. It's a book on how to read body language. That's been out now for uh, about a month, and awesome. we're already a bestseller in Canada. So that's new. That's exciting. Wow. Well, congratulations. And if you don't mind, Mark, like say for people out there listening who are, say, being first introduced to you, if you wouldn't mind just kind of expanding on your intro and sharing a bit more about who you are and say what you do. Yeah. So uh, I travel all over the world. Um, 
helping people stand out, win trust, gain credibility every time they speak and communicate. I'm, a, I'm mainly a keynote speaker and I train organizations and individuals, be it uh, entrepreneurs, just like uh, you know many of you listening to actually people who run uh, Fortune 500 companies, president CEOs, and, and also some current uh, G8 uh, leaders as well, people who are running countries. Yeah. Uh, I train them in how to use their body language in order to stand out, to win trust, to gain credibility, that influence and persuasion piece, leadership piece, and sales piece done through what you do with your body when you're communicating. That's a that's a fairly good uh, description, I think. Absolutely. And if you wouldn't mind, like kind of expand on that a little bit, say for people out there who they're hearing, you know, what do I do with my body language? What are some things that I that I should avoid? What are some things that that are really uh, I should be doing when speaking to other business owners or entrepreneurs or just people in general? Yeah, so there's some really simple stuff that we're often not cognizant of just because we're acting kind of naturally we're being authentic we're being very real and not understanding that sometimes when we're under pressure we're under stress which you know many of us are as entrepreneurs especially when we might go into that leadership or sales piece where there's there's something big out there that we want to gain hey maybe it's a big a big sale or the client that you really really want what you don't realize is you're leaking some of those um, signals of anxiety and stress and people can see those at an unconscious level. They're picking up on those and they're making their judgments, not only about you, but your product, your service, your idea yeah. for them. That is that is infecting your body language and their judgments about that unconsciously is infecting their judgments about your ideas and your product and your service. But the interesting thing is, is this can be countermeasured. You can work against this leak of negative data by purposely pushing out some really positive data. So a really simple one, Colin, is just doing more open body language rather than closed body language. So I often explain this with the kind of behavior you do. If you came in from a cold day and there was a nice big roaring fire in front of you, Imagine you would really open up your body to that. You'd have open palms, your body, your arms would be a little more open. You'd be certainly open at that stomach and torso area. And as you were maybe having a conversation with somebody, your hands would be moving around that torso area, doing open palm gestures, and you'd feel warm around that fire and warm to them. Now, the alternative to that is you come in from a cold day and there's no roaring fire. And so you've got to have a conversation with somebody and notice how you'd be closed in. You'd maybe have folded your arms yeah. over your chest or your stomach area and they'd be in pretty pretty tight. And uh, I'm doing this as I'm speaking to you. You're maybe you'd be sitting and your legs would be crossed. And you can probably hear what's happened to my tone of voice of that's come around around that and this is what we call closed body language and i'm feeling a little a little bit negative about our interview now and how that might go for us i'm actually thinking i'm a little bit boring as a as a <laughs> as a speaker now and what am i going to say next and and i just want you to notice what happens as i now open up my body language and do that warm fire body language i'm more optimistic about our conversation you probably heard this different tone of voice in me now 
even if you just concentrate on that, it's so simple, you will see different results in the way people behave around you. Mm. And I suspect you're going to see different results in the way they behave and think about the thing that you might be telling them about or selling them about. Does that make sense to you, Colin? Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like you're when you're open, people feel much more comfortable around you and they almost trust that they trust you because of what you're doing with your body and your face and, and, and everything. Well, it's exactly that. And that's why I say, you know, the work that I do is about how to stand out, to win trust, to gain credibility. Mm. You know, is there anybody out there listening to this who doesn't need to stand out more? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't need, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, if I could help you stand out, would that be useful for you? Is there anybody out there right now who could do with a little more trust when they're speaking to people that, that people would instantly go, you know what, this is okay. I trust, I trust this person. I trust him. I trust her. I trust them. My guess is, is everybody out there is going, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would take a little bit more, more of that. That would be great. Yeah. And, and who of us out there doesn't need slightly more credibility? You know, if you could have it, would you take it or would you go, no, 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 I'm, I'm absolutely credible enough. I don't need any more. So, you know, here's one way that you can get that instantly is that open body language rather than the closed body language. Just do it. Go out there, do it, test it out, do it on purpose. It certainly won't happen naturally when you're under stress and pressure. You have to tell yourself to do it. And in that sense, it's slightly inauthentic behavior. Because yeah. under stress and pressure, authentically, you will minimize your body or you'll maximize it to the extent of being overly aggressive, which, again, won't work well for you in many, many cases. Yeah, you know what? It's like anything else when you're trying to learn a new skill or train yourself to do something. At the beginning, it's it's unnatural. But as long as you're aware and you, and when you're in those situations, you can start doing it. Over time, it just becomes natural. Absolutely. There's there's a, a little, um, you know, idea out there of 10,000 repetitions. Yes. You know, once you've done something 10,000 times, it becomes a little more natural. I mean, in this particular case, you need to do it kind of 10,000 times under stress and pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then when you're under stress and pressure, you start to do the behavior of somebody who is not under stress and pressure. You can actually think more clearly because your body is more calm and assertive around that stress and pressure. But the first move is to start doing it as much as you can, you know, on purpose more of the time. Yeah, love that. And if you don't mind, Mark, like if you wouldn't mind sharing the story of how you got into what you're doing, like what led you to doing what you're doing now, sort of your entrepreneurial journey or story, so to speak. Yeah. So um, in terms of the area that I'm in, um, which is, you know, nonverbal communication, yeah. body language, influence and persuasion, I was as a kid always obsessed and fascinated with sea life biology, essentially. Okay. Uh, loved to look at how things moved in the marine environment. And then a little bit later on, I started thinking about people and going, wow, you know, aren't pe people kind of interesting? You know, why did they do that? And why did that person over there do that? And how would I influence and persuade what they're doing? Because they're not quite doing what I'd like them to be doing. And, you know, that control element got in there. Yeah. And, and then I got quite obsessed around the techniques of influence and persuasion, how we can create an environment that will nudge 
uh, and attract people into performing the kind of behaviors we would like them to or maybe better for them. So how do we influence and persuade people to change behaviors? And that nonverbal piece came from also a real interest in visual arts, visual storytelling, mm. and the effect that the visual image can have in nudging and attracting somebody into the kind of performance we're looking to get from them. I got really specialized in that area. And then I came across uh, politics and, and people within politics started to ask me to use these techniques with, with them to help influence and persuade their audiences. And then business got a hold of that and went, well, can you do that with us? And, and, and within business, then it kind of exploded because there was a real opportunity there with the techniques that I had, which had never really been used in business in, in any well-taught and, and, and accurate way of what can you do with your body in order to influence and persuade people in all kinds of business interactions within leadership and sales, you know, those areas of behavioral change. Yeah. So I, I just really found a, a great, pretty big niche you know, being, you know, most and all business, uh, but certainly within leadership and sales of how can you uh, present in such a way that stands the most chance of changing people's behaviors by using really particular body language on purpose. So I think that's a, that's the rough story of it. Yeah. You know what? That's a, that's a great entrepreneurial story. And like even you know back at that time, is this something that you always did, or did you have a job before this, or like what was the uh, um, evolution of of this of what you're doing now, speaking? Yeah, so so I I was always in um, I would say the arts and entertainment area. Okay. Yeah, using nonverbal communication, helping helping people use their body to be better performers, whether it was, um, you know, speakers or actors or directors or animators or within all kinds of areas or visual artists. Uh, I was helping them with what are the things you have to do with your with you with your body to be better in those in those areas. Gotcha. Uh, I was I was used to creating stage performances as well. So the keynote speaking element, um, uh, you know, I have some really good training and expertise around, around that. But the uniqueness there was, was bringing that really specific, unique content around physical influence and persuasion yes. and taking that to the business audience through that keynote speaking uh, training element there there aren't many of us who are doing that and there aren't many of us i think that are doing that you know really well yeah so so i would hope and, and expect that i'm part of the group that are that are doing that and doing that really <laughs> of well course. you know yeah absolutely and and when you do your keynote speaking to you know companies events uh, politicians like everyone that you speak with like what metrics are you focusing on oh that's really interesting so there's there's the um so I think there's the upfront metrics of of how much am I being asked to do this. Mm. So so there's you know how many inquiries am I getting a week or a day uh, into my kind of you know business pipeline. That's yeah. that's really important because if we're not getting enough of those in, uh, we're not able to make you know 
choices around yeah, who we work with and why we work with them. We're just going, well, whatever, whatever comes in. Yeah. So there's some metrics before that that I've got to do around how much am I communicating out around here's what I do and here's the effect that it has most importantly and here's who I do it with. So there's that marketing piece, yep. I would say, metrics around that. There's that how many inquiries are coming in, metrics around that. Then out of that those inquiries, you know, you know, how many people are we choosing around around that? What is our choice? Are we having to say, you know, yes to everything? Or are we being good about being say, saying no to some stuff? And because, you know, that can help us raise prices of course, as well. Uh, so there's some metrics around that. Then when I'm actually in front of the audience, um, then I have to be a little bit careful about not judging a metrics like well how big is this audience or yeah. how important is this audience or did they laugh as much as the last audience or did as many people come up to me afterwards and say i like that is it because an audience is 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 a can be a bit of a chaotic bunch yeah you know it's 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 not one entity there's a there's it's a complex it's, it's a complex system essentially. And so you've got to be careful about how you judge complex systems. You know, if I, if I speak to the right six people in a room, it could have more impact than, you know, 7,000 yeah. that I, that I speak to. So we have to be really careful about, about suspending, uh, judgments about, about that kind of area but here's what what we are interested in is after a speech you know how many people go you know i i run an organization i i um you know i'm leading a group uh would you come and speak to us because one of the best pieces of marketing for my speaking is the speaking yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, and, I, and I, there'll be many entrepreneurs out there listening to this and, and maybe you yourself, Colin, uh, who recognize that the leading indicator that they will do the work is doing the work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no doubt. So, so um, and that's why we must never, we've got to be careful about judging the work. And, <laughs> you know, uh, because we've got to be out there delivering the work often in order to be doing the marketing because when you do great work, people go, that was great. I've got another opportunity yeah. for you. So, so, you know, we like to think about the metrics of, you know, how many inquiries did we get, you know, after something? And, and, and I think uh, that we do, we often ask people, you know, with a, with a questionnaire, uh, how did you choose us? What fascinated you about what happened there what surprised you we ask questions that try and get metrics on what surprised you about mark's speech um you know what did you hear from other people about mark's speech so we try and ask questions that might fill out uh some of the data around the choices that people make and and what it is they think they were choosing in the end or they got real value from and then we might change some of our messaging around some of those indicators that came in. But but on the whole, we're usually getting the kind of information that we thought we would get because yeah. because we, we you know we've been around I've been around long enough that you know I'm not saying I've got it completely right, but it's pretty good. Yeah, know? absolutely. Anyway, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. Really interesting stuff. 
And like for you, you've been doing this for so long. I mean, <laughs> you're a speaker, but essentially it's a business, right? It's a business around speaking. What's been, say, like your biggest obstacle or, or hurdle or what was your biggest learning curve early on um, when you knew, like, I have to get speaking events and, you know, you have to go and book them and do all the marketing and be selective of who you do? Like, what was the biggest uh, obstacle for you? Yeah, really great question and, and an easy one for me because because I remember the time when it really hit me that that <laughs> I hadn't that I hadn't got over this obstacle and I needed to get over it. And and the obstacle was actually being very protective of the content, being very protective of the intellectual property. In that people would go, so you know, you speak on trust and credibility and you and you and you help people with their body language and they go, so you know, just help me you know what would I do and I'd kind of go well yeah I guess you'd have to kind of employ me or pay me to <laughs> yeah. tell you tell you that because you know if I tell you now like that's that's it I'm done yeah and and, and you know there are going to be so many of us out there who've done exactly the same of course thing being overly protective of that, not realizing that, you know, and I, and I, and I put it into this metaphor of when I go down to my local market, I tell you who's selling the most sausages. It's the person who's, who's cooked some and is giving away, you know, little, little slices of sausage. They're not not giving away the whole sausage, giving away a little slice of it. I tell you that those are the sausages that you're going to buy two pounds of. And this other person who may have much better sausages you're not buying their sausage because you got the taste of it. So, so here's what I realized, the obstacle I got over and, and, and the technique that I used is I will give away my best content. If you ask me, you know, Mark, what do I do? I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, and I call it starting the work immediately. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, how how listeners can put this into practice, but if they think about the work that they do and they think, you know, if you were in front of a client or a potential client or or somebody who you think would know a potential client or client, how do you with them start the work immediately so they're getting a taste mm. of it? Because if they get that taste and you do good work, they will experience. They'll experience it, that that's an element of that. Not at all of it, but an element of that in moments. Yep. And they will then start to investigate. So how do we go about this? Or how would I tell my friend about this? Or how would I tell the business owner that I know who's really in the market for this? about? But without giving them the taste, they can't trust you. Yeah, they can only trust the story that you're telling them rather than the experience of the work. Now, I know some people will be out there going, yeah, but I got some really specific tools for my work that I can't take to a a networking meeting or, you know, when I'm walking down the street, I'm not carrying the equipment that I use or, you know, it takes months to do the work. I know there are all kinds of barriers to going, I can't do that. But I just say, how close can you get how close can you get to starting the work? What element of the work can you start immediately? Once I'd realized what elements of the work I could do immediately, even in a networking situation, you know, business really started booming for yeah. me because people were tasting that, you know, the, the, the goodness of what I had and they just start buying. 
So I hope that makes sense to you, Colin. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and it's building trust again, just like the same thing with body language. When you're giving people a taste and you're letting people know this how you can help you and you're getting to work right away, even though you're not getting paid, it builds trust and people will want to work with you going forward. And just like you said, I think it's a big issue for a lot of people and businesses out there. If they want, they think that what they do is great. And a lot of times it is, but they think they can't give it away. Like if, if I do something for you, it has to be paid, but I love the idea of giving them a taste and giving them your best work because honestly, I think there's people out there like they think they're going to steal an idea, but they're not. They got their own things going on, right? Yeah, I mean, look, the reality <laughs> is, is the people who take the idea or they or they instigate the work and they don't eventually pay you for the work, um, they were never your clients anyway. Yeah, they were. This was never going to happen anyway. So fine, let them have it. Let them get on with it. That's fine. <laughs> That's okay. But out of all those people, there'll be some of them who were absolutely your clients. They're your clients for life. And you wouldn't have got to them other than this method, yeah. I think. So so there is a, a statistical kind of gamble in there of not everybody will be your client. You'll be surprised by how many are. You'll be mystified by how many people who are not your client know your know the client yeah. who who go oh yeah i you know i'm best friends with ceo <laughs> of super big company and like you you just go wow you know how are you why do you know that person it's just like oh yeah we went to school together we've known each other for years it's like the connections can just be extraordinary and yeah. you just go thank goodness i've taken this technique of giving away, you know, an element of my work as much as I can to everybody I can come across because the connections, what do they say? It's three degrees of separation yeah. now, not not six. So three degrees of separation to whoever you need to get to. So so it, it, that still astonishes me and, and, and mystifies me about who knows who. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Mark, one quick question before we take a short break is I always ask people if you could go back in time and you can choose the age, but I'm wondering for you, if you could go back in time and say offer your young self one piece of advice or one piece of guidance, what that would be for you and why? Yeah, so uh, the guidance would, would be, I think it's guidance that I took, but I, but I would want to go back in time and just to make sure things don't change. <laughs> okay? yeah. So so I'm not trying to change yeah. history. I'm trying to make sure it stays the same. <laughs> okay. Like and, 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 and the advice would be keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. Stick with it. Stick with it. Um, uh, I don't know whether you, have you got time for a little bit of a longer answer sure, yeah. on, on yeah. this one. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, uh, I don't know how many of our listeners here are, are here in Canada, but those of us who are, who are here in Canada, uh, where we're speaking from at the moment, uh, will know that there's the, the order of Canada, which is a very important kind of award that yep. you get, get as a Canadian. It's like the British, you know, uh, order of the British empire, the OBE. And, uh, I was once, uh, working with a guy who had the, the order of Canada. And I said to him, you know what, I'd, I'd, I'd quite like one of those. I'd quite like to be, I'd quite like to be given one of those. I said, how, how'd you get, uh, how'd you get one of those? What do I do to get one of those? Yeah. And the guy didn't miss a beat. He just said immediately, Mark, just stick with it. Uh, just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> just, just keep going. That's all you do. 
<laughs> and and again, that resonated with me is just go back in time and go, whatever you're doing, stick with it, keep going, don't give it up. Yeah, Mark, yeah. what motivates you to keep grinding? Like what gets you out of bed every day and just fires you up to do what you do? Oh, you know, changing people that, yeah. that there's this opportunity for to make change in people for people to get the changes that they want. It's, it's simply it's simply that there's that opportunity that life can get better for people. Love it. Now, what's say a favorite book of yours that you love to read or something that you're reading now that you're really enjoying that you can share with our audience? Uh, I think the greatest book that has ever been written, and it's the 40th anniversary this year, is a book by Douglas Adams called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. If you haven't read it, it's laugh out loud funny, 40 (laughs) years old this year. I would say we are living in the world that Douglas Adams wrote about. He is the, the greatest soothsayer of how the world and the universe will work. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Perfect. I will share that in the links. Now, Mark, what's like a daily uh, routine or ritual or habit that you do every single day that attributes to your success and getting things done? Mm, Gosh, that's a really, really great question because I I try and not be too habitual. But of course, we are we are we are. habitual you you know what it's i would say it's sticking to my own techniques around communication making sure that i absolutely do what i tell other people to do at this point in my life it would be easy for me to relax and go you know what i I probably don't even need to take any of my own medicine anymore (laughs) you know i'm i'm big enough i'm i'm uh i'm well known enough that i could just stop using my techniques and people would still come and buy and it would be great i've got to keep reminding myself no you've got to keep going keep going and keep using the tools and techniques because it's those that have got the success love it love it now what's been your most successful form of marketing because i know you said when you were looking at metrics one of them at the very beginning is the upfront sort of the ask the inquiry what's been your most successful form of marketing and getting more speaking engagements oh i would say uh, for sure making videos uh, I was making videos right from the start of, of YouTube, you know, just using simple cameras, phone cameras to make videos, to get content out there. Then at the point when Google bought YouTube, it put my rankings in my search terms right to number one. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I've, I've always tried to use the opportunities, the visual opportunities that that media and modern digital media give me. And so, I, again, I try and keep current around modern visual media, electronic media, digital media, and how I can use that in a really current way. Love that. Now, Mark, we've heard a lot from you today. You've shared a ton of great content. We covered a lot of topics. I always say, say my audience listens back. They remember nothing or very little, but they can go home with one thing or one thought. What would you want that one thing or one thought to be? Yeah, use more open body language. Open up your body more when you're talking with others, when you're selling, when you're leading, when you're giving away your content to people, giving away the work open body language, you know, things will change for you massively if you pay attention to that. Love it. Now, Mark, what's the best way for our audience to connect with you? Yeah, really simple. Truthplane.com. T-R-U-T-H-P-L-A-N-E. Truthplane.com. Go there. Lots of videos there. Uh, You know, links to videos, links to books. Uh, You'll be able to see me doing the keynote speaking, pick up some video training there. 
Go there, have a ball. Fantastic. That is truthplane.com. Visit his website. As you can hear from this interview, everyone, like Mark's doing some amazing things. And again, success is driven by passion, hunger. Today, body language and sticking with it. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. We today had the chance to speak with the amazing Mark Bowden. Mark, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and hopping on the show with us today. Oh, anytime, Colin. Really great interview. Loved it. Love it. It was a blast. And if you liked today's episode, everyone, just be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Share it with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Yeah.